Welcome to the Star Wars Collector Podcast, episode number 43. I'm your host, Brian, and with me as always is my co-host, Carl. Hey, Carl. Hey, Brian. And we've got a special guest. We've got Dwayne back with us. Hey, Dwayne. Hey, Brian. Hey, Carl. Happy New hey. Year, everybody. Yeah, Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you. <laughs> <laughs> and we're doing our year-end review for 2018. So we're going to be talking about the best and worst of just about everything collectible. And oh, let's see, what, what's been going on with you, Dwayne, in the, since the last time you were on our podcast? You got anything well, new? No, not much. Um, you know, obviously, uh, I believe you all had uh, What You Got for Christmas episode uh, in the last one. 40, number 42 uh mm-hmm. so i'll just uh let you know since i haven't really talked to either one of you that much i uh didn't get a lot of star wars related items i was i did get the the solo uh blu-ray actually my wife actually tracked down the 3d version for me nice uh, that's so hard I to get that. you have to get that overseas yeah, yeah i think uh i kind of put a uh <laughs> give her a hint that that's what I, that's where to find it so well that worked out yeah that's, the, that's where i had to get mine distance on that one I uh, also got, uh, of course, from our, our casewalk party, I got a uh, nice uh, Death Star-shaped cutting board for the kitchen. Uh, I guess it could also serve as a, as a serving platter if I wanted it to. Uh, it's pretty big. It's about 14 inches around, so that was pretty cool. And uh, one of the, the employees at work got me a Star Wars T-shirt uh, with, uh, it looks like the Major League Baseball logo. Um, mm-hmm. except it's Luke Skywalker swinging a lightsaber at the training ball. <laughs> I've seen and, that before. Uh, so, yeah, I got one of those, and then my mm-hmm. mom got me. She's, she's kind of gotten in the habit of getting me a, a new Star Wars shirt for Christmas every year, so she got me one that has a picture of Yoda on it that's pretty cool. And that was about it for Star Wars-related for me. But uh, I've had a little bit of luck finding some stuff. Um, actually, was just out hunting today and found the uh, Galaxies of galaxy of adventures uh animated uh, uh, they they're releasing the the set of eight uh figures in little plastic tubes and those were actually in the clearance section at the walmart in uh catlitzburg or cannonsburg um still not clearance price though they were still ten dollars each uh so but i got got the first four of those it was a luke a, a vader a r2 and uh chewy uh, and then also picked up, I had pre-ordered online the uh, Kessel, uh, Minds of Kessel playset, which is a Walmart exclusive, and they haven't been in stores yet, but they offered it on a uh, sale right before Christmas on Walmart.com, so that came in. Hadn't had a chance to pick it up yet, picked it up today. I uh, was pretty pleased with that. Um, and, uh, of course, Carl uh, got his shipment of the... Uh, canceled exclusive that ended up being what, Entertainment Earth, I believe. Correct. Uh, the uh, Ray uh, from the Last Island Jedi, Journey. Island Journey, Ray, with a cloth robe, and, and it's a really nice looking figure. Very, very good, accurate sculpt of her head. So, added those to my collection so far. But that's about all that's been going on with me. Living the good life, you know. <laughs> nice. Alright, so our first category is our favorite three and three quarter inch figure and we'll start with carl what was yours this was a really hard choice i've changed mine like three times but i ended up finally going with the range trooper from the vintage collection because i actually grabbed two of those i have two of them now one that i ripped off the card and it's just really well detailed and one of the better trooper figures i think hasbro's done in a while okay And if I could, since I know you all have some honorable honorable mentions down, if I could mention, I really like the Val figure from the Solo figure, too, if if I was going to pick one that was five-point POA. That was a good one, too. All right, Dwayne, what do you have? Well, I selected the Vintage Collection uh, Dr. Aphra figure. Um, I really like that figure since it was released in the uh, three-pack for uh, convention earlier in the year. And then they released it on its own card. And and just the the whole presentation, the figure itself has got a lot of of really uh, detail to it, even though it's not based on a real-life person. uh, It looks like it could be. Uh, they've basically taken a two-dimensional piece of art from comic books and, and made an awesome 3D, three-dimensional sculpted figure. 
uh, with with all kinds of really cool little accessories and paint applications on her, and then just the card back itself uh, is is really cool looking. So that was my favorite one that I was most impressed with overall this year, packaging figure and everything. Uh, was finally glad to get though. Uh, I'll say the Maz Kanata figure this year too. Uh, that was one that I felt like should have been. Uh, a lot sooner than it was, and uh, but uh, was pleased with that one as well this year. Uh, especially the fact that even though it's a five-point of articulation figure, her little goggles open up on the sides of her head <laughs> like she does in the movie. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, that is, was that, that a, is so, a cool one. Was that a single pack? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that was they released her. Uh, you know, in the I think it was the first wave of solo figures. Uh, solo collection figures, uh, and, but she has the jetpack that she uses in The Last Jedi, which is a holographic transmission, and then that same sculpt is actually in a five-pack uh, with the jetpack in, holo- in the blue holographic plastic. So we got two <clears throat> Maz Kanatas this past year, actually. Okay. But yeah, that was that was my number one favorite and, and backup favorite, I guess. <laughs> Honorable mention to the Emphis Nest figure. <clears throat> Yeah. I wish wish her wish her helmet came off. She had yeah, the, her face sculpted underneath. Yeah, that was my only disappointment with that figure. Or I'd have probably picked it if the helmet came off. It would have won for me. Yeah. <clears throat> well, mine was the same as Carl's, the Vintage Collection Range Trooper. I thought that one that one for me had a lot of sculpt detail that made it look almost exactly like the one you know the, the the character in the film so i think they did a really good job of making that one look really good and if i had to pick a, a honorable mention it had to be the han solo mud trooper from uh this latest wave wave four <clears throat> and then uh of course he he was in the that four that uh six pack too mm-hmm. yeah the just a assortment of, of troopers from yeah. from the movie i believe yeah I mean, I've noticed on some other forums and groups, a lot of people are big on that solo mud trooper figure too. So mm-hmm. you're not the only one that really likes it. Yeah, and I mean, if you really want to troop build it, you can, you know, not take the face mask off and just leave all that stuff on. So in that way, he looks like a, just a generic mud trooper. Mm-hmm. And the same way with that six pack too. But you know, buying a bunch of those six packs is kind of expensive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> that that Quay Tolstite was another good one too. And they did a really good job on that one. Did you ever pick that one up, Dwayne? No. No, once again, somebody out there is buying them all up before I can get to them. Early bird gets the worm. <laughs> <laughs> but that's, yeah, that's the reason I didn't didn't really evaluate mm-hmm. that one because I don't have one in my collection yet. Mm-hmm. But I've seen it at the top of some lists. I think JediBusiness.com has it at the top of theirs. Yeah. <clears throat> all right, so we'll go on to the worst three and three quarter inch figure and we'll start with Dwayne this time well mine was and I know you questioned this earlier was the uh, vintage collection uh, Snoke and uh, I, I really don't have anything against the sculpt but the fact that they did a complete soft goods robe on him really just kind of bugged me to no end I feel like that you know he's got articulation but yet the the robe is 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 stiff enough to where you know it's still not going to fold correctly um it's just uh i think they could have gone with about half soft goods maybe from like the waist down or something like that Uh, so that just really i mean the biggest joke was uh, you know when they first released some pictures of him was that it was uh, a rick flair figure because it looks like he's wearing one of rick flair's wrestling robes um, that or a so I actually <laughs> prefer the five point of articulation Snoke to the vintage collection Snoke, uh, even though I know his knees don't bend. Uh, so yeah. that was that was what I thought. They kind of just they they uh, missed the missed the mark on that figure this year. They had it had a lot of potential, and, I, and I'm glad it's in the vintage collection because Andy Circus is going to be you know at a convention somewhere, and we're going to be able to get him <clears> to autograph it. Um, but that was the only but, one that they did on a single carded. It was the only new figure we really got in that first wave. Right. Yeah. yeah, that's true. So, and then of course, and you all know, I've got a long track record of absolutely hating Royal Guard, the red <laughs> Royal Guard figures. <laughs> yeah. They released another one on a card in the solo collection. That's just a wasted spot to me. You know, it had nothing to do with the other figures in the wave, and they'd already released one in a three-pack earlier in the year uh, with the Emperor and, and Luke Skywalker, so what's mm-hmm. the point? 
I don't know. It's, so remind me. I've got something laying around and let's put it on a single card again. So remind me, did you buy that one? You know, honestly, <laughs> I don't know. I think I probably did. You did because you got them at my store. You, you had to have one of the unique cards. <laughs> I was there when you bought it. <laughs> See, I don't think it looks that bad. I mean, I, I do think it was a poor choice to reissue that Royal Guard because we've had like, you know, at least three in the last, you know, 12 months, 15, 12 to 15 months. Because you had the uh, the one that was on the Black Series card right. and then that Han Solo one and then the one in that three pack. Yeah. And you only need two. I mean, that's all you ever see in the, in the movie is two at one time. No, you see eight <laughs> when he comes on to the Death Star. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I, I wasn't thinking about that scene. I was thinking about the his. So, uh, yeah, I guess you need eight. You know. <laughs> yeah. I guess because you know everybody's building that army. Oh yeah, they're all, they're always putting got, that scene you know, out there. Because we we just got the new Imperial shuttle, so <laughs> everybody needs Imperial Royal Guards now. Yeah, we got, you always got to be prepared. <laughs> oh, okay. Maybe that's what they're doing. They're you know because they're releasing a lot of Jabba's barge denizens for the you know eventual shipping of the sail barge so yep so you're, you're getting don't. one of those right yep i just uh saw an update that's supposed to ship in february nice wow so Hasbro's was actually worried. on time with something i was worried that it was going to show up on my doorstep while i'm gone to celebration in april yeah <laughs> 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 <clears throat> all right for me the worst figure is the jawa from the sand crawler you know, as good as I, you know, as much as I like the Sandcrawler, that Jawa was awful. So, I, if if anybody from Disney's listening, I'm sorry, but that is one of the worst figures I think I've ever seen Disney put out. I have it in my hand right now with its two points <clears throat> of articulation. <laughs> I thought you said its wrists turn too. Oh, sorry, the wrists do turn. Four points of articulation. <laughs> there you go. So its arms move and its wrists move. Yeah, and it has a nice gun. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but that's just not enough. <laughs> and it's not even Force Link 2.0 to where it can say Utini. No. no. But yeah, I agree, you know, that, that that was, again, kind of a, I don't know whether that was in their minds, you know, let's throw one in because it is the Jawa Sankarola. I would have rather had another droid figure in there. Mm-hmm. You know, they had the Gonk droid, and, you know, why not throw in a... Uh, CZ you know, or those, something? Yeah, a CZ droid or something, the one that you prominently see. Yep. Or one of those uh, R five D four Treadwell droids or something, but oh well, we got what we got. Yep. All right, Carl, what was yours? I'm going along with Dwayne on the Royal Guard because it's just it's just so plain and boring and and I have a lot of love for the vintage collection Royal Guard too. And we talk about soft goods how sometimes they don't work and sometimes they do work. I, I personally thought they worked really good in the vintage collection for the Royal Guard, and I just. I'm just sick of seeing that. It just looks. It doesn't look like it's changed much since they've done the the the, the first one and the um when they read started doing the line for the Power of the Force too. So it's just like, why why do this figure again? Mm-hmm. I'd rather seen if they wanted to throw in an original trilogy figure. Why didn't they just throw in like a classic stormtrooper or something? Because you can always have more stormtroopers. Yeah, well, there's one of those supposed to be coming too. Uh, I don't know. At some point, another one. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> Yeah, that that was hands down my least favorite, but I do agree with you on the horrible jaw walls. I've already said. <laughs> <laughs> okay, now we got favorite six-inch scale or above figure, and for me, I like the six-inch Gamorrean guard. They did an excellent job with that one. It's just as good as the three and three-quarter inch vintage collection one, in my opinion. It was exclusive to Target, and it was you know it has a bunch of you know extra stuff with it. I think it was pretty good. Have you all Which, seen that one? I have seen it. The jaw even moves right on it. I think. Yep. Yeah, it does look look really good. All right, Carl, what do you have? Um, as anybody that's listened to the podcast knows, from every Disney movie, I've bought one Jack's Biggs figure, and. For um, Solo, I got the Mud Trooper, and I just think it is really cool, and it actually may be my favorite. I don't know, K2SO may slightly win, but the, the Mud Trooper is is, my, is is possibly my favorite of all the big figures they've done. He's 20 inches, and and he just looks really awesome. Comes with a gun and stuff like that. 
I don't know if you saw it on the shelf or not. No, I don't think I saw it. I think I found it at Target. I think that's where I found it at. Hmm. All right. Dwayne? Dwayne. Yeah. Um, mine is one that we actually saw some previews for, I think, as far back as 2016, maybe. It's from Sideshow, um, which, of course, I don't... Uh, I don't myself collect Sacho. I don't collect the six-inch Hasbro either. Uh, but it's Obi-Wan Kenobi, mm-hmm. and it's called. It's from uh, the second figure in their line of what they call Mythos figures. And it's a. Uh, it's from their own imagination what they believe Obi-Wan would have looked like uh, as middle-aged between the first three episodes and the last three, or the the middle three actually now. Uh, when he was, uh, you know, first living on Tatooine, uh, and it just—it was finally released this year, and it is just, in my opinion, a very, very awesome uh, representation of Alec Guinness. Uh, but he has brown hair and, and a slightly graying beard, uh, much long, younger looking, not so many wrinkles, and he's got his uh, still got his uh, Jedi. You know, robes, not not the complete dark brown robe yet, but more of his actual ones that he was wearing, you know, in the episode three. And just the number of accessories is just mind-boggling. I mean, he's got uh, he's got a nomad pack. He's got two bed rolls and, and two bandoliers. He's got uh, a modified Tuscan Raider rifle. He's got two gaffy sticks. He's got Qui-Gon Jinn's lightsaber hilt. He's got Anakin Luke Skywalker's lightsaber hilt. He's got his own lightsaber with a removable blade. He's got a portable moisture vaporator, a grappling hook with a rope, a droid collar, macrobinoculars, goggles, sand goggles, and he's even got some pieces of his Clone Wars armor. Wow. You got uh, one? You got this thing? No, I don't have it oh. because it is. it sells for $260. <laughs> oh, is that, you can but, get that on a payment plan. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. You know, $78 yeah. a month, it says here. I'm actually have the webpage called up just so I could, could read off that list of items. But, you know, if, if, if you're out there and, and you... Like twelve-inch figures, that's what the scale it is, uh, or one-sixth, as the hobby likes to call it. Uh, then uh, I would highly recommend checking this one out. They also released a Boba Fett one, I believe, last year. But I know, like I said, I seem like I saw previews of them at, at the celebration. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember that in uh, Anaheim, even. So it is now available, and it is what I would rank as one of the top figures I've seen. It was high end figure, but that I've seen in in a couple of years probably. Mm-hmm. Now they need to make one in three and three quarter inch mm-hmm. with all of those <laughs> accessories, and we could pay twenty six dollars for it instead of two hundred sixty. Yeah, <laughs> sounds good to me. It's probably what it would cost for all that stuff. Yeah, <laughs> and I would throw in since you know a lot of people collect the six inch Black Series Hasbro. Uh, I greatly appreciated the Infus Nest with the uh, they came with this. Peter Buck. Mm-hmm. Uh, she had the fur, real fur shoulder uh, cape thingy, and again, the only fallback was no removable helmet. You would think, at least in that scale of figures, that they would do a head sculpt and do a removable helmet, but no such luck. They don't have too many removable helmets for some reason. Yeah. But you'd figure in that scale, it would be a lot easier. Right. I've noticed that the, some of their clone troopers, they're, they're doing, you know, uh, Captain Rex and, mm-hmm. and the, was it Wolf or somebody that did just this last, it was a GameStop exclusive. Yeah. Uh, of course, it was, you know, Tamir Morrison's head underneath, so. <laughs> I, didn't know, I didn't know his was removable. Okay. I think so, yeah. I knew Captain Rex's was. But as far as the individual characters, yeah, you're right. Other than, obviously, uh, Stormtrooper disguise Luke and Han. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, who we got left in this category? Carl, have you talked about your favorite? Yeah. He, yeah. Six-inch. So now we got yeah. worst. Uh, Carl, yes. what's your worst six-inch scale figure or above? Above six-inch is the 12-inch Han Solo, and as me and Mark has started calling these for several years now, they look like shampoo bottles, but... From the Solo movie, the Han Solo one, it just is just atrocious in the 12-inch figure. I mean, it's so bad that Hasbro really needs to consider stopping the, the 12-inch line, because I don't know who's buying the 12-inch line. But I don't know yeah. if you all picked it up and looked at it that close, but it's Mm-mm. one of the worst, I think, 12-inch figures they've ever done. <laughs> I saw somebody on our forums the other day uh, 
had a picture of their son. I believe that he had four or five of those 12-inch figures that he'd gotten for Christmas. So I would imagine it's parents that are still buying their kids. They're, they're maybe not confident the kids are responsible enough to play with the, the smaller figures with the accessories and everything. Mm-hmm. But that that has to be it, though. I don't know any true uh, uh, collectors who probably, other than somebody that's just so obsessive-compulsive, they have to have one of everything. Uh, but yeah, I agree that that whole series, like which you? is the code, the code name, the code name, or whatever the line name for that is, the Titan series. Uh, the Hasbro has designated that. The, but yeah, the, all of it was twelve inch from the Solo movie. Oh, bless his heart, as we say here in the South. The Lando Calrissian figure they gave him that look where he has the one eyebrow raised or whatever that smirk. And yeah, it, just, uh, it looks like you know a Joker figure gone bad. And I don't what I don't understand. I don't know if it's because they they're cutting money prices and stuff. But back when they you know did the, that twelve inch line when they first brought back the Power of the Force two, of course Kenner was doing that. Some of those looked really good, mm-hmm. but now these are just look too <clears throat> straight and thin. The sculpts are just not there for them. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. And also, I mean, I of course the this that that scale and series of of. I mentioned the Lando was one of mine, but I I really just baffled me this year that they released a six inch scale Porg two pack in the Black series. I think that kind of counts as my worst for the year okay. because I was like, why? And I know I've seen where a lot of them ended up on clearance because I don't I, I don't guess the six inch collectors were buying them. I wasn't. Yeah. Great. That's going to be my next question. How many Porgs did you buy, Brian? Zero. <laughs> so I didn't buy know, them on clearance. But, but there again, do you categorize it as a figure, or do you categorize it as an accessory? It was, I mean, they were packed in a box, just like, it's you know. It's a figure. There, I mean. There were two of them, yeah. They should have packaged like six of them for the price that they asked, because they were small. Right. Yeah. And, of course, in the three and three-quarter line, we got one with Chewbacca, you know. They might be, uh, I don't know if they're even twice the size of the three and three-quarter inch version. Yeah. Because they were really small. So that just seemed like a money grab to me on mm-hmm. Hasbro's part. I didn't, you know, honestly, I didn't even look at them on the shelf, so I must have just walked right by them. Well, they were never they really were, in the main stores. Target <laughs> had them. Really, yeah. Yeah. Uh, the only place I ever saw them was the clearance section at, uh, at GameStop. Hmm. Well, my worst was DJ. I don't know for sure if it came out last year, but I didn't see it on the shelves until last year, so I'm going to play as if it did. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was horrible. I didn't even buy it. Yeah, they they didn't they still make a got good figure of him in either scale. Uh, yeah, they still got him on the not. shelf at Walmart right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, when you have someone that has just a, a small part, too, about a, a bit part like that, it doesn't help your action figure sales either. Well, this is Star Wars, though. You know how many bit parts have had action figures? <laughs> yeah, but it seems like times have changed. Way now, smaller than people. him? Yeah. <clears throat> That's what Star Wars like, is all about, is bit parts. <laughs> I, I agree, but it just seems like that times have changed now. People don't buy the bit part characters like they used to. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I, I still, to, say, to this day, say that should have been Lando. That should have been his part. Yeah. <laughs> but That's for another time, another podcast. <laughs> Okay. Anybody else on the worst ones? Nope. All right, we'll go to uh, favorite vehicle. Dwayne, what was your favorite vehicle? Well, I think all three of us really, really, really appreciated the vintage collection Imperial Combat Assault Tank. That's the official name for it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So, yeah, that was one we had asked for or wanted since uh, uh, Rogue One. Uh, is that right? Yeah, Rogue One mm-hmm. yep. uh, was uh, was out in the theaters, and we just—I think we'd all given up hope that it was going to be released, and then they surprised us by releasing it in a vintage collection box, and they did not disappoint. Uh, it had <clears throat> more, uh, I think, playability than than even some of the you know recent walkers and and falcons and starfighters and stuff, mm-hmm. and it had you know several components that you could take out and play with separately as part of a, of a actual play scenario such as the cargo containers and the the uh the even the little small uh, uh crystal canisters and everything <clears throat> kyber crystal canical canisters mm-hmm. um and then you know and then it also was kind of made to where if you didn't want to play that 
actual scenario, uh, the back of the of the tank had pegs in the bottom of the floorboard where you could pack it full of troops and and yep. you know take it into battle. And you had three different seats inside of it for troopers to sit in. And, and just it's a really cool vehicle. And then Did the you open yours. Uh, maybe. <laughs> I was say, how would you know sure all this if you hadn't like opened it? it? <laughs> He's been playing with his well, paint. It, it's one of those that you don't really have to assemble once you get it out of the box. So, uh, yeah. I mean, the ones where you got to put the legs on them or put the wings on them and stuff. See, I, I don't like to open those as much because I've still got to store them back away. Bo was a little upset with it because the canisters only come in one of the little things instead of all three. Right, yeah. Yeah, he was like, "What a ripoff!" <laughs> <laughs> so that wouldn't be his favorite vehicle of the year. <laughs> uh, he still liked it, but I think he likes the Jawa yeah. Sandcrawler better, which comes to mind. Uh-huh. I, I put Jawa Sandcrawler first as mine because it's so so big. I mean, I never never knew how big it was going to be until I got it, and it is really big. It has a lot of different compartments, and you know, has a working elevator. Has this little trap door that you know, you fall at, you know fall down in. It comes out the bottom, you know, inside the inside the thing. It's pretty cool, and my Bo really likes it a lot too. I mean, I had the honorable mention as the assault tank, but it was a, it was close between the two. So what'd you put, Carl? Yeah, I agree completely with you. The the sand crawler is just amazing, and <clears throat> I was laughing at Dwayne asking if he played with his assault tank. I've been playing with the sand crawler a little bit. Mm-hmm. I mean, you got a retractable claw. I mean, and you got the light and stuff going and yeah. and it's just the trap door like you mentioned and it's just it just it's just amazing and it's my really claw broke oh no <laughs> yeah the little peg on the claw broke off yeah that holds the uh, droid figures on the head mm-hmm. i super glued it so we'll see how that holds well super glue usually works pretty good but it's, it's the training ball in the remote or the or the swing in the death star all over again <laughs> yeah i wonder about the ele- the elevator too because i'm thinking i don't want to probably play with it too much up and down because mm-hmm. I, I don't know if that would be something that the mechanism that would last on it but well, I, I found, mean overall oh, go ahead well, i was just gonna say i found with that elevator that sometimes you have to lift the, the sand crawler up a little bit for it to go all the way down because it uh-huh. seems to want to go down and then get stuck and you just hear it going, rawr, rawr, rawr. you have to lift it up just a hair to let it go all the way down. So and, I, I mean, it's got, I mean, it's, <laughs> yeah, maybe I've been, I've just done mine on the table so far and I haven't <laughs> had that issue yet. But like I said, there's, I can't find much to, to complain about. And plus the price for what we got for a hundred mm-hmm. bucks was pretty amazing too. We got two figures. Well, at least we'll call one of them a figure, I guess. <laughs> And and this the mass and like you said the size is just unbelievable. I mean it's just I don't I think it's the, my opinion is the best vehicle they've done since we got the big Millennium Falcon and then yeah I would say that if Hasbro had done it it would be easily two hundred or two hundred and fifty dollars. Yeah I think I agree with you. I think we talked about that before. It would have been it would definitely would not have been a hundred dollars probably. I'm hoping this is the start of something. I hope they give us some more vehicles like this of some sort. Mm-hmm. And it seems to be selling well because I mean, they, they kept selling out when they popped up on that Disney app and stuff like that. Yeah. All right. Any other honorable mentions? Oh, um, the Tie Fighter from the Solo movie. I will mention it as an honorable mention because I, I, I got it on sale from Amazon one of those deal of the days, and the wings are really thicker made on them, and so it's it won't bulge out or warp or anything. It stands really firm. It's pretty well made. I'm pretty happy. I think it's the best TIE fighter they've done in a long while. That's nice. Yeah. Um, okay, worst vehicle. For me, I picked the small Solo Falcon because it, I looked at it. You can't put anything in it. You know, There's nowhere to put a figure or anything like that. And, you know, a close second would be the regular Solo Falcon. <laughs> I mean, both of them are pretty bad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's, uh, you know, I also agree with the the smaller one, the what they kind of refer to as the non-figure Falcon. I mean, it, it was marketed right there beside the rest of the action figures and the ships, but like you said, it's it's just, <clears throat> just a Millennium Falcon toy with a Force Link 2.0 chip inside of it. So it really doesn't go with anything. Uh, I mean, they don't have other ships, X-Wing fighters, you know, what have you, in that scale, you know, in the toy line. 
So it definitely was just a, again a bad idea from from uh, Hasbro. I think. Did you um, all pick that up? I didn't grab that one. No. The small one. No. Yeah, no. the small one. No. no, I have the bigger one, and I'm debating on right. whether to take it back. <laughs> yeah. Now the bigger one, I didn't have as many issues. Obviously, I, I'm like most you know uh, longtime collectors. The scale on it was just way, way, way off. Uh, only room for one figure in the cockpit, but. I think that for me, the lights and the sound chip and everything in it, the sounds that it makes and the, and the way it lights up, uh, kind of made up for that. Uh, I can see where they kind of were trying to budget out the cost of electronics versus the cost of plastic for that. And, and it, it was something that needed to be released. I mean, you can't have a solo movie without a Falcon uh-huh. chip to go along with it. And uh, also, if I'm not mistaken, doesn't the cargo pod or whatever it was that was between the forks come out of that one uh, release as a separate I haven't opened opened mine yet either so I don't know so I mean that's a little bit of a a new feature that we've never had in a previous release of the Falcon I mean we all thought it was really odd and weird looking when they first started seeing it in the in the previews and in the movie Mm -hmm. but once we understood what it was the fact that it also was made as part of the toy was was kind of neat. Otherwise, it's just another Falcon. I know that uh, my X-wing miniatures one, the thing pops out the escape craft. Mm-hmm. But I don't know about this one. I haven't checked. So, what, was yours the same thing, Carl? Yeah, I picked the I picked that solo movie Falcon. I mean the the I mean the only saving grace about that vehicle is the fact we get a, a Han Solo that that's the only way you can get that Han Solo is by buying that Kessel Run Falcon. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, besides that, I, I don't know. I guess the big Millennium Falcon has me spooled. It's just kind of, when it came in, I was like, yeah. But I did get a good deal on it from Amazon. But I'll probably keep it just because of the fact that I want that Solo figure that came, yeah. came with <laughs> I forgot about that figure being in there, so yeah, yeah I may end up that, keeping it too. Yeah, and the one, the other one you all was talking about that you can't do nothing with, you know, I didn't even pick that up on the shelf and look at it. So I, I did a couple of times just to see why, why is this one here? <laughs> well, remember when they did a few years ago, they did that pretty, it looked awesome, the X-Wing that they did, that was pretty big size, but the cockpit didn't open. Yeah, Bo has it. I mean, so what are you going to do, strap your X-Wing pilot on there with a rubber band on top of it or something? I've been thinking about dremeling it out. Because, I mean, mean, that's part of the fun of putting your toys inside the vehicles and stuff, Mm -hmm. especially when you're a kid. Yeah. Yeah. And just to answer the the question about that uh, pod in the middle of the forks, yes, it does come out, and it's actually got a hatch on it to where you can put a figure inside of it uh, as well. So it can act as a separate type ship, escape pod, or whatever you want to call it. Oh, okay. All right. But that doesn't make up for the scale. No. <laughs> I'm sorry. Because <laughs> <laughs> we got an escape pod with the big Millennium Falcon, too. It came out of the side of the ship. but I never got the big Millennium Falcon. Yeah. I wish I had. Mine's still in the box. I plan on opening it one of these days, but I just haven't got around to it yet. Yeah. All right, so now we're going on to favorite non-figure collectible item. Uh, Carl, what did you pick? Um... I went with the I had I thought about this one long and hard today at work, but I decided that my favorite thing that I bought that was non figure related, I guess, was probably I don't buy as many Legos as I used to because they've just started piling up and I wasn't open and building it. But I really like the Han Solo Land Speeder Lego set. I mean it was reasonably priced and you get too many figures with it and it was kind of a fun little build. So I mean it's it's definitely probably my favorite non figure collectible and, and the only Lego set that I got from the Solo movie. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, I like that uh, Land Speeder too. I thought it was pretty cool. Did you pick one up yet or not? Yeah, I or? got one pretty much the day it came out, or that that I could find it. Cool. <clears throat> Dwayne. Well, mine is uh, actually kind of a uh, a collection of items that I've picked out through the picked up through the year, uh, but they all have a similar. Uh, uh, thing in common is in, in that they are uh, merchandise that have been created using vintage Kenner figure uh, artwork or imagery on them. Uh, one of them is a uh, backpack uh, that I picked up from Hot Topics, and it's just got uh, just a, a photo collage of, of all kinds of vintage action figures. Just the whole, all the fabric is made out of that. Uh, and then another one is uh, one that was available, uh, an item that was available in 
at Walmart's where I found mine. It's it's intended to be like a toy box or a storage box for kids in their in their rooms, but it's got again it's covered in vintage uh, pictures of vintage uh, Star Wars action figures, and I actually use it. And you guys probably know uh, carry it in the back of my SUV to put my new acquisitions in. It's my Star Wars box. Mm-hmm. So I thought it was really cool and, and a throwback. And then my last item I, we just I just picked up, you know, in in uh, uh, last month uh, is a, uh, a a 2019 calendar that actually features um, every page is vintage Star Wars action figures and ships in a you know a throwback to the old uh, uh, box art, uh, which we know, of course, our friend Kim Simmons is is responsible for a lot of that. But uh, so I thought that was a really neat idea to have a calendar with with uh, every month that's got a different picture of uh, vintage Star Wars action toy action figures and toys. Did you I thought look it was closely. Cool. Oh. Yeah, well, yeah, some of them uh, I realized were were more modern uh, things that yeah. they'd inserted in there, but for the most part, they're they're vintage. I thought it was cool too that they included like two little mini posters with the calendar too. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I thought it was kind of strange that they picked the indoor Luke. Instead of the Jedi Luke to be with the Rancor. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They just took his cloak off. <laughs> that was kind of strange. Um, yeah, sometimes stuff like that, you can tell it was a non-Star Wars person that actually set up the photo shoot, I think. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or acquired or acquired the items that yeah. they needed for it. So. so my favorite non-figure collectible item is the holiday special Boba Fett mini bust. Every year, Gentle Giant puts out a holiday... Uh, themed mini bust. I mean, they've had like K2SO with, you know, uh, stuff all over him, BB-8 with Christmas lights and uh, Gold Stormtrooper one time. And there's been several throughout the years, even including a Santa Yoda from the Jumbo line that they do. And this is one of those ones, the holiday special Boba Fett. It's from the cartoon in the holiday special. And they made it into a mini bust. So he's got he's got his blaster and whatever that force pike is that he's got. Uh, some kind of rifle that I mean, it looks like it's got two prongs on the end. So it it's pretty cool. I like it because they even uh, also instead of making his antenna plastic or made out of the same stuff that they make the actual mini bust out of, they made it metal this time and put a magnet on it. Hmm. So that now, and they give you an extra one too. They give you two of them just in case I guess you lose one. So I thought that was pretty cool. And uh, my honorable mention would have to be the Macquarie Yoda. That Macquarie line of those figures that they've, they've been doing year after year from San Diego Comic-Con. And I I keep buying all of them because I think they're pretty cool. Oh, you know, I still don't have the Boba Fett. <laughs> <laughs> you will one day though <laughs> well maybe yeah <laughs> uh, so that's all that i've got on those <clears throat> i thought um let's see next is the worst non-figure collectible item Dwayne. uh mine uh, uh of course i don't own it why would you own something that you categorize as worst but uh and again i don't want to sound like i'm picking on porgs but lego decided to make a uh porg you know model kit this year uh and it's supposedly life size it's a life-size porg i guess if you put it together it's supposed to be the same size as you know a porg would be if you had a real one uh standing next to you but it is the ugliest thing i've ever seen uh some things just don't translate well into into legos Uh and uh to to beat it all it's uh retailing for almost eighty dollars uh, yeah, there's a lot uh, of Legos in that set. Right, but the only thing you can make with them is a Porg. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you can, ma- you can make whatever your imagination... <laughs> whatever, you can make a ugly Porg. Uh, but yeah, you, I just you, thought that was a... a you can make a, a cooked wide, Porg if you wanted to. It, yeah. <laughs> again, it really baffled me as to why somebody would want it, because it, it, it's something that doesn't fit in. It's it's at a, a size scale that doesn't go with any of the other Lego kits. They even I even saw one pictured next to the to the BB-8, and it was about the same size height-wise as BB-8, which we know that's not not accurate. Uh, and, you know, it's just not, you know, they've got their their other kits where you can build the actual people with them, you know, the characters with them, and they're all the same scale. And then you get your ships that have all the minifig scales, and so it just, 
was an oddball set, and I think it was way overpriced. I understand. Uh, I guess it's probably got 500 pieces in it or so. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, the Lego Porg, worst non-figure collectible item for 2018. <laughs> yeah, well, I hate to pick on Legos, but mine's the Lego Blockheads, or whatever they're called. Mm-hmm. Brickheads? Those, or brickheads, yeah. We're, looks like we're agreeing again. <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> I don't know why they keep coming out. Yeah, why do they keep coming out with them dumb things? Nobody's buying them. They're still sitting on the shelves. Yep, they always end up on clearance, and yet they keep making them. (laughs) That's I guess that's yours too. Yeah, that's mine too. Yeah, I just they're just stupid. I mean, they. I mean, even I mean, as you know, as been a toy, been a a business owner, I I sell stuff from you know four year olds to sixty six year olds. Even little kids don't want them. They want minifigures. They want little toys they can play with. They can't play with a brick head. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's just a dumb idea. Yeah. All right. Uh, now we're going to move on to favorite other item, uh, like games and stuff like that. Something that's just oddball stuff. And for favorite, I put Star Wars Destiny Across the Galaxy. They came out with uh, a new version of Darth Vader. And I really, I really like the the version that they came out with. He seems to be pretty good so far. And uh, you know, of course, they got a lot of other figures or uh, characters also. But uh, unfortunately, the set or the the game is starting to die around here as well as X Wing as well. Can't get very many people to buy into second edition. So I'm hoping that eventually it'll pick back up. But who knows? Maybe the new movie in December will help. Um, maybe. <laughs> I doubt it though. All right, what's yours, Carl? Um, I picked this the solo Star Wars story, the official guidebook, because it seems like I, every time a new Star Wars movie comes out, I, that's something I don't buy, and I usually get that for Christmas. And I just think the visual guides are just always fun to look through and read little tidbits and stuff like that. I mean, I've picked it up and read through it several times, and I've only I've not even had it a week yet, hardly. So it's definitely probably my favorite other item of the year. I need to finish mine. I haven't finished it yet. I got about halfway through it. Uh, you got? I've got all the other ones they've done. Have you got all the other ones as well? Uh, yeah, I think I do have all yeah. of them. Uh, Dwayne, what's yours? Uh, mine was one that uh, I don't really know of anyone else who has um, this, but I came across it in a Facebook group that I uh, joined uh, last year, and it was a, a fan fan created item. So it's not. I don't think an officially licensed Lucasfilm, but I, I wouldn't also wouldn't necessarily call it a bootleg item. Um, but uh, this fan over in uh, in uh, uh, Great Britain, I believe, uh, created this set of trading cards that look like the vintage Tops Star Wars cards, the blue ones and the yellow ones and the red ones, red border. Um, but what they did was they took pictures of each of the vintage Kenner action figures and made a trading card for each figure in the in the original line all the way up through the power of the Force. Um, and, you know, the front has just one picture of the, of the unpackaged loose figure, and then the back has... Uh, biographical information on that figure, such as when it was released, which card backs it came on, and stuff like that. So uh, I came across that, and I thought that was just awesome. I thought it, that was actually something that I had had kind of in my mind thought wished we'd had for years because I would have liked to have it would have been a, a companion piece to my figure collection if I could have a trading card for each figure that I had to kind of be able to instead of getting all the figures out and looking at them, I could just open a binder and look at the cards of the figures, you know, and have, <laughs> uh-huh. a, have yeah. a, a visual representation of all the figures that I own. So now I do, as far as the vintage figures, because I have one of each of the vintage figures. Now I have one card of each. So it's called the Jabba's Court is the the uh, Facebook group, and they also have, I believe, a website, and, it's, and they call it the Topps Trumps uh, set. And I believe there's still some available. They're limited edition, but they're really well made, and I would recommend them to anybody out there. That kind of, I'm kind of to the point where I'm branching out into, you know, more niche items. I don't since I only collect the three and three quarter inch figure line. Um, when I find myself with extra extra uh, disposable uh, funds and nothing new's coming out <laughs> from Hasbro, then I'll buy you know, fan-made books or fan-made movies or fan-made, you know, card sets and stuff like that. How much is that set? 
I want to say it was about $32 once it, it was uh, it translated from pounds to, to, to dollars mm-hmm. uh, and uh, yeah I think with shipping and everything it was 32 or 38 dollars so it wasn't real expensive it's a, it's an uh, over a hundred cards in the set because they have some variant cards and some uh, some chrome uh, holographic cards and stuff like that in it too but that was my favorite non-collectible item from this past year. Okay. Honorable mention to the Oswalk uh, membership patch. Uh, I don't know who came up with it. If anybody from Oswalk is listening to this, uh, kudos. Uh, just just got him this past week. I took my, I took Carl's to his to him today, and uh, their patch for this year was was actually I don't know if, if Brian if you've seen one. It was the uh-uh. silhouette silhouette of the Jabba sail barge uh, in front of like the twin sons of Tatooine. Hmm. And then the Oswalk logo down below, so it was kind of an homage to the fact that we, it was the back of the barge year. And I guess when they were thinking of of a topic or a, a, a whatever for their patch, a theme for their patch this year, they decided to go with a barge sail barge. Yeah, I'll, I'll second that because it does look pretty mm-hmm. awesome. Oh, okay, and that was with paid membership to Ohio Star Wars Collectors Club. Yeah. Wished I would have uh, been a member this year. <laughs> of course, Casewalk had a couple of cool patches this year yeah. too. They yeah. also sent us out a, a holiday patch this yeah, year too. Yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, the yeah. the, the Oswalk Ohio Star Wars Collectors Club yeah. holiday. Instead of a Christmas card, they sent every member a uh, patch that had a stormtrooper snowman on it. Yeah, huh. so it's definitely worth the twelve dollars I paid this year, even though I didn't go to any of their events. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Yeah, sounds like it. All right, what about worse other items, games, etc., Carl? I couldn't really think of anything. I mean, the only thing that comes to my mind, and I just didn't want to sound, I don't want to tick people off, but I just hate Funko Pops in general. <laughs> They're everywhere, and I didn't really want to write that down, so I couldn't think of any worse over on them. But I've always had this deep hatred of Pops because you can't do nothing with them. They're just solid plastic. They don't move. <laughs> And you can't Sorry. pick just one. <laughs> you can't pick which which Funko Pop is the worst because they're all just I don't know. I, I kind of get it. You know, people it's it's that niche collectible market. People were connect collecting vinyl. You know, it's, I think it started with with Japanese import vinyl figures from anime and and all of that, and, and it just kind of. And then of course you had bobbleheads, and I think Funko, of course we know, started with bobbleheads, and then they decided to do those pop figures and it's just wow it's ever they're everywhere yeah and at least you uh, know with the japanese vinyl imports they kind of the facial expressions look the def- different but all all the humans look the same on <laughs> funko pops it's all the same black eyes and it's just like okay but yeah i've got a good one for you and and the reason this came to mind was because uh I was scared to death I was going to get one for Christmas. <laughs> you know, sometimes your your relatives think that, you know, you mention something or you show them a picture of something and, and they think that, oh, that's just, that's so so corny that it's funny and, and, and that, you know, they would just love to get it to you as a gag gift sometimes or maybe they do think that you would like it. But they actually made this year a Darth Vader clapper. Uh, you all know the, I remember from the commercial back, clap on, clap off. It was a little thing you plugged into the wall and then plugged your light, your lamp or whatever in the room into it. How'd yeah. that go again? And and when you would clap, <laughs> it would hear that clap and, and either power off or power on, depending on mm-hmm. what. I've what actually it seen it advertised. So yeah. yeah, the Darth Vader, it's shaped like Darth Vader's head. You plug it into the, your outlet, you plug your whatever into it, and I'm like, Oh my God! <laughs> and I think I don't remember if it was my mom or my wife or who it was when they saw that. They're like, "Oh, I'm getting that for you." <laughs> oh, please don't. Said, please don't. Yeah, please don't. <clears throat> that's so that's got to be the worst item of the year. I don't know how Lucasfilm allowed that to be licensed, but yeah, they I, did. I couldn't really think of anything for this category at all either. I mean, I. <laughs> But I would say that that one, now that you've mentioned it and I saw it on your list, I do remember seeing an advertisement for it, and I'm like, yeah, that is the wor- that's one of the worst. Yeah. Um, let's see. Next we have favorite overall Star Wars item. Dwayne, what'd you pick? Well, I picked dun, 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 the Disney Droid Factory Jawa Sandcrawler. Uh, you guys picked it as your favorite vehicle, and, and while, yes, uh, it was 
definitely top two hitting the the assault tank. I think it's just my, you know, I mean, you all gushed over it, obviously, in the earlier category, but it's my favorite overall item of the year. I think the only thing that, that I, I was a little bit iffy or not kind of on the fence on was the fact that it was in the blue Disney packaging box, the Droid Factory packaging, instead of, if it had been in a vintage collection box, oh, man. Yeah, that would have been really good. You know. Because yeah. we're getting the sale barge away, you don't need it. Right, anyway. we're getting the sale barge in the vintage box. We got the assault yeah. tank in the vintage box, and so if we had the Jawa Sandcrawler in the vintage box, that would be the ultimate Jawa Sandcrawler right there. Yeah, but that would have been two hundred and fifty dollars. <laughs> probably, yeah, oh, I know, I know. But yeah, it. Uh, other than that, I, I completely understand. You know, the playability, the features, the functions that it has, the electronics with all the different recorded <laughs> sounds, the awesome Jawa figure that came with it. Uh, and that pitiful Dagonk droid, you know, excuse for a figure. No, <laughs> just joking. Other way around. Um, so yeah, that was my favorite overall Star Wars item of the year, and the cost ninety nine dollars. You can't yep. beat that. Well, that's mine too. So, and, and I've already talked about my, it. So, and that's mine as well. And I've already gushed over it, as Wayne said. <laughs> it's just, it's just so awesome. I just can't stop looking at it. <laughs> All right, and then we got worst overall Star Wars item. For me, hands down, a Force Link 2.0 device, without a doubt. It was the biggest debacle I've ever seen for a kid's toy to come out and only be able to do one figure, and that's the one it come with. And it couldn't even do some of the older ones that they'd already done. I thought that was kind of ridiculous. So what do you think, well, Carl? I'm going to have to agree with you. I didn't even buy it because after buying the the um, the first one, I was disappointed. For, you know, they did for the um, Last Jedi. It's just like it's just just I don't know. It just doesn't appeal to me, and it just seems like a dumb niche thing, especially when Hasbro's trying to cut cost and stuff. And then, like you just said, I mean, even that, that day on the we did our podcast, you was like update required, update required, and you, when you was clicking on it, and they didn't have the update ready. Mm-hmm. And what about the people that had wouldn't have no idea how to update it? They was just screwed in general well, with it. It didn't. I mean, <laughs> if, if nothing else, they should have had buttons on the thing instead of making you you know tap the thing or hammer the thing to try to get it to come on and and power up so that you could update it. I mean, it was kind yeah. of ridiculous. It, is, it just seems like it's. I'm hoping that this is the end of it. We don't get that for our next Star Wars movie. <laughs> me, me too. All right, Dwayne, what was yours? Well, the worst thing that happened in the Star Wars collecting universe this year was the Toys R Us closing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I didn't even think so of that, that was, but that's a good choice. Yeah, I didn't think is. about that either. But that was, uh, you know, I still think the Force 2.0 was worse. <laughs> yeah, probably. Um, it would have been perfect if Toys R Us had gone out of business and they were the only ones. It was going to be an exclusive to Toys R Us, wouldn't it? And, yeah. <laughs> but uh, no, uh, seriously, or in, in, in keeping with the, the actual theme, one thing that I think is, is even more senseless and more useless than Funko Pops are the Mighty Mugs. <laughs> and they came back out, I'll be daggone if they can come back out with Mighty Mugs again this past year, except this time you push down on the top of their head and you can change their face. <laughs> yeah, they do really, look pretty scary. really added <laughs> absolutely nothing yeah. to the collectability, playability, whatever of those already despicable. And they didn't even look like the original Mighty Mugs. Uh-uh. So, yeah. I mean, uh, I was in uh, GameStop earlier today, and they're checking their clearance section out, and there was two Kira Mighty Mug figures, and I just, like, shuddered when I saw them. <laughs> so and, that and then was you bought the them. overall Star Wars. <laughs> yeah, I can say we're on clearance. Yeah. <laughs> we'll put them on the giveaway table at uh, the next uh, fall festival and see how fast those go. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody will be fighting over not taking them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, so that brings us to our last category, which is favorite item acquired in 2018, but not necessarily from 2018. For me, it was the ATACT, the Rogue One. I got it on clearance at a Walmart, and I think I paid 75 for it. Um, I really like it. I mean, but I didn't like it for three hundred dollars. No, it's which is not what it worth originally that. was. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and uh, you know, Bo likes it too. I do. I mean, it has a lot of playability because you can uh, pop that little thing in the middle out, 
put it down on the ground and have a cable going from the top of the at the ATACT all the way down to the bottom and uh, have them slide down it. You know, have your figures slide down it. Um, did you get you guys got one too, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. Uh, we both picked ours up at a at a second secondhand store. I don't know whether you call it secondhand, re, you know, trickle down retail store in Lexington for mm-hmm. sixty bucks each. Nice. Um, so we definitely, you know, avoided paying the three hundred dollar price tag. I didn't think we'd ever. I, you know, I'd given up hope on ever finding it because um, it had been. It was what three years ago now, Rogue One, mm-hmm. um, and we never saw it on regular retailer like Walmart or, or uh, Kmart or any of those. But yeah, and that one I started to list as my favorite item. You know, not from last year, but I got it last year. But I kind of switched gears, and I went with uh, the one thing that I, you know, I can remember picking up that was an addition to my vintage collection, because I always try to add little pieces to it throughout as I get an opportunity, usually when I go to toy shows. And I did pick up a really nice uh, vintage uh, Empire Strikes Back Hoth Imperial Attack base last year. Uh, Definitely not from 2018. (laughs) More like 1980. Uh, or 79, 80, I think. Uh, yeah, it would have been 80, 81. So, you know, added that to my collection, one less playset that I have to eventually pick up and, uh, you know, was able to see it before I bought it to ensure they had all the stickers, all of the, nothing was broken, or, or and it was really pristine white. A lot of times those, those Hoth playsets have a tendency to go a little yellow. Uh, the plastic does. So mm-hmm. that was that was my number one favorite item, I guess. Uh, and then the the ATACT probably was my second, just because I found it for such a great price. I haven't had it out of the box to really. Uh, I know I was disappointed in the scale because that vehicle was supposed to be even bigger than an ATAT Walker, uh, but it wasn't as far as the toys were concerned. Yeah, what was yours, Carl? And for me, mine was gotten way back in January of last year, so I've had it. But I, I was able to, from one of those groups on Facebook, I was able to pick up a Power of the Force vintage Luke Stormtrooper. So I knocked my final seventeen down to twelve, needing now after grabbing it. So and it's it's in great condition. I mean, I I'd probably call it a C eight or C nine easily. Nice. And and I think I got a good deal on it. I paid ninety five dollars ship for it. Yeah, that sounds really good. Yeah. I think they're going for like a hundred and fifty or more. Usually, I think so. So maybe I can tack off another couple this year at least, or something, if I can see a good condition, good price. Yeah, I've been kind of picking off the droids and Ewoks here and there, so I still got quite a bit to go there. I mean, a couple of them I probably never will get. <laughs> that. that What's his name? Says from yeah. yeah. There's no way I'm paying six hundred dollars for that thing. Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> and the the R2, I'm not paying five or six hundred for it either. All right, that's all for that part of the show. We go down here, and we I forgot to on a regular show. Uh, we got a winner of the six inch Memban Stormtrooper from our Patreon members. And the winner is Phil Bangert. Congratulations, Phil. And thank you for being one of our Patreon members. And uh, also to our other Patreon member. Got to thank them, too. Thank you, Melanie. We got uh, early access to shows now for Patreon members. And we got a t-shirt that's going to be coming out. So I'll ship that t-shirt and that figure both at the same time. So congratulations on that. And uh, you want to get our plugs there, Carl? Okay, our plugs, um, as Brian just mentioned, a thank you to our Patreon members. And we do have that <coughs> Patreon account, which is at patreon.com slash the Star Wars Collector. And you can give as little as just a dollar a month, which is like $12 a year, and have a chance to you know win this figure that Brian just gave away and stuff like that. Because I'm sure we'll have some other surprises coming in this new year. And um, we're on Facebook Obviously, we're at facebook.com slash the Star Wars Collector podcast. And if you, when Brian gets this uploaded, if you want to leave a comment on what some of your favorite and not favorite Star Wars items of the year are, feel free to, because we like discussions. And we're on iTunes if you happen to want to leave us a review. And um, we're also on Discord if you want to log into there and find us and chat with us a little bit. As I said last podcast, I'd finally 
logged back in after not been for kind of forgetting about when I got the new computer. Um, and also, you can email us at TSWCpodcast at gmail.com, or you can reach us on Twitter at TSWCpodcast. So, yeah, if you want to get a hold of us, there's multiple options there for you, and thanks for listening to us as always. Yep, and uh, thanks, Dwayne, for coming back on again. Yeah, thanks, Dwayne. Uh, yeah, always a pleasure, guys. I think this is the second or even third year that I've done the, the year in review with you, so it's it's really fun doing that. All right. Anybody have anything else? No, I don't have anything else either at all. Nope. I'm good. I do have, oh, what is it called? got to do a plug here for um, one of the groups. They have a... Uh, an event that's going to be going on during or uh, just before Star Wars Celebration. Uh, I got to get a hold of it here. Can't remember what it's called. Facebook's being a pain right now. <laughs> Facebook's always a pain. Come on, it doesn't want to open up my messages. Come on. I can hear you tapping the mouse. <laughs> uh, it's called Forcella Two. Um, let's see, Forcella Two Electric Boogaloo. I did not make that name up. Um, I uh, had mentioned it on the previous episode that I probably will not be attending because we've had other stuff already planned. But if you would like to go, feel free to go. It's going to be at the Brando's Speakeasy, 343 South Dearborn Street in Chicago, Illinois. 21 and older, unfortunately, so anybody under that, you can order food and drink and stuff and take it, you know, to go. Uh, there'll be a full menu. Uh, there'll be 300,000 karaoke songs to sing. There'll be a full drink menu, including adult blue milk. Uh, full website, including you know all your pre-order stuff. There's only going to be a space for 200 people. So once the 200-person limit is reached, they'll have to stop allowing people in. And it's going to start at 8 p.m. to close on the 10th of April. So the day before celebration starts. And uh, there you go. Cool. Yep. All sounds kind of cool except for the blue milk part. I just don't think I could stomach that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Dwayne, are you going to the... Uh, Oh, what's the one you always go to every year? Uh, I like to try to get into the uh, archive party. Mm-hmm. Have they started selling tickets yet? I haven't seen anything. I know I'm uh, a follower of their Facebook group, and but you never know whether you're going to see somebody's posts or not the way Facebook does. Yeah. I didn't go to the last one, I don't think. But I went to the previous two before that, and I always, you know, because we go to all the panels and stuff, especially the collector's panels, you know, I ended up getting there really late, and there was no food left. So, you know, I would go there and not have any food and not <laughs> not have anywhere to go get something to I mean, eat. Yeah, it would be supper time. <laughs> so, I mean, I was dying by the time I got out of there. Right. <laughs> yeah, I, I like them because, you know, they they offer some pretty cool, you know, custom-made collectibles, card backs, and coins and stuff like that, to, you know, with the package. And then, of course, the one you and I attended together, I think, was where we had the mm-hmm. the uh, pinata, and we're able to win some bootleg <laughs> figures. Yeah, you won bootleg figure. Yeah, I won figures. a few. Yeah. Uh, I busted it and then busted a ceiling towel while doing it, yeah. too. <laughs> so why have you all not brought your bootleg figures to any of the meetings for us to see? Uh, I don't know. I never thought about it. <laughs> I don't even know where mine is. I think oh, I know where no. mine are. I'm oh, sure Mark would like in. to see that too. I'll bring them it's in. It's probably in the, in the box with the rest of my celebration collectibles from that year. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we'll have but to yeah, have I'll, a celebration I'll, I'll show. I'll let you know if I see something because they'll sell out. Per, that sells out pretty quick, and and you know, depending on what night they have it on and everything. All right, so I got to ask Carl. Yeah, are you going to go? I don't know. I said before I don't. I doubt it. So maybe I maybe I'll think about it a little bit more since Dwayne has an extra I ticket think, now. Does I think help? if you go, you'll never want to stop going. <laughs> <laughs> maybe. <laughs> and honestly, Brian, I think the it being five days this year, I don't think we're going to be quite as tired because we'll be able. You know, we're not going to have to rush to see the wholesale floor and to, to mm-hmm. do this. I think you know we'll be able to spend do a couple of panels a day and then go rest somewhere and, and all of that so 
I'm looking forward to, to the extended time on it, especially with the Thursday being no no autographs and no, no panels, nothing panels or anything like that. Just an opportunity to go in and and get a lay of the land. Yeah, I think that was a good idea. I do too. All right, we'll have a celebration show, you know, sometime between now and mm-hmm. then, and uh, yeah, we may get you back on so you can talk about it as well. Okay, I saw that you're on that same group that I'm uh, just joined about the. People giving advice and all that, so yeah. That hopefully, that'll provide some helpful tips for Chicago at least. Yeah, I tried to get a, a, a bus or a train thing, but the train doesn't go to where we're staying. Mm. So we're gonna have to end up spending the two hundred and fifty dollars on a parking pass, which is ridiculous. I think I can't believe that uh, Marjorie from Star Wars Action News was saying that you know Chicago was gonna be cheaper than Anaheim or Orlando. <laughs> I think that's a bunch of baloney. Yeah, it's way it's been way more expensive. All right, I guess that's it for this episode. Thanks for listening, and uh, we'll uh, talk to you later. Bye, everybody. <laughs>